Welcome to episode 14 of the Girls in Movement podcast. We are joined today by a very exciting guest who is uh, making waves within the fashion industry. I was initially sort of captured by the fashion trends that this designer was putting out there, but then rendered into his sort of dance background as well and what he's trying to achieve himself. And I thought I have to get him onto our podcast. So uh, he recently designed a piece actually for the Mayor of London, which I think is quite cool for Mr. Sadiq Khan. And his work has been featured in some really cool headline publications. So let's give a really warm welcome to Saren Coley. How are you, Saren? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me on board. It's fantastic to be part of the podcast. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I suppose how we kind of uh, sort of start all our uh, kind of podcasts and, and kind of getting our kind of listeners to understand a bit about the individual is understanding your kind of background and the journey to where you are now. So how did you, I suppose, get into the fashion industry? Um, I guess um, I'm, I'm a multidisciplinary um, artist, I would say, because uh, my initial stages before fashion was all, um, um, I was a, I guess I a typical young lad, you know, I, I was more of a, not so, so, so strong on the academic side, but more on the sports and entertainment side. So my, my, my hobbies were pretty much dancing, performing arts, cricket. Um, so yeah, uh, I was more found outside the house than inside the house. But I guess that was my hands-on practical talent that I, I guess I was engaging in and uh, fashion came in much later when I was finishing college and uh, I was exposed to it um, because my my, my mom ha, um, ha, is also a designer she owned the brand and I was just a, um, a helping hand whenever when I was not in school if I had free time I'd be helping her out so I was exposed then and it's only when I was um, 16 or 17 when I was uh, asked to assist a choreographer fashion show is when I really got engaged into the the idea, though I started off looking a little bit of a glamour, but I already was aware of the hardships of what it takes to build a brand, having seen my mum. And that's when I decided to just take it up to university and study fashion at London College of Fashion. And that kind of spearheaded my direction towards um, the, the industry that I'm in now. Oh, cool. That's, that's exciting. And what about your kind of uh, dance background and choreography? Did that, does that, are you still doing that or do you think that's taken a back burner at the moment? No, no, I'm still active. I'm pretty much active in both. I guess um, my dance uh, uh, background sort of started very early. I would say um, on my uh, teeny toes, I was uh, about four years old, I think, from what I remember. What my mom tells me is that I always had a knack of uh, rhythm. Uh, and I was self-taught. Uh, I used to watch, um, you know, we're, taught, we're from a generation where I could perfectly describe you as it was just a box set TV with about five, six channels and MTV so happened to be part of that when it was launched and I was only exposed to the music then. So I was very much into Motown, Michael Jackson, uh, James Brown and kind of that sort of jazz. That's what I was introduced to. So I didn't learn uh, pretty much uh, Bollywood or anything. It was completely the opposite. I didn't get into it till I was 12. Wow. Um, and then suddenly when I was 13, actually 14 is when I first went to my audition, there was a fashion show happening. There was a call out for young, young kids, models and, and, and uh, dancers. So I, I went to the courage. That was my first time and I was very scared um, because I hadn't 
I was I was a kid who was always invited to birthday parties only because I could move a little bit. <laughs> so I was an entertainer, right? So, but this was like the first serious uh, sign of being tested of my talent. So yeah, when that happened, I uh, I guess I nailed the audition. I was part of the, uh, the the fashion exhibition, and I was that was my initial start. And I joined the, uh, joined a, a Bollywood dance group actually because uh, it was a a friend of mine who wanted me to part off, and I started from there, and then continue my dance journey starting my own dance company at the age of 18 while you know, being at university and then taking a break and then went formally for educating myself in New York for a year uh, which led me to perform in theater and uh, choreograph and commercials and being part of commercials and, and, and more for the dance theater which I'm still active now. Wow that's, that's pretty impressive so is your kind of uh, the company start when you were 18 is that still kind of going as a brand? Um... No, it was. Uh, no, I guess it was the time and period of uh, four really cool individuals who decided to create. Uh, my idea was my heart was always into street uh, street dance, and and I was dancing a lot of Bollywood, but I wasn't a fan of the costumes. Right. So I wanted to run from that. <laughs> uh, I wanted to really run from that, and then. Uh, but I enjoyed performing with a lot of Bollywood stars who used to come here and perform and tour. So I was really lucky to be exposed to that sort of really sort of professional market and then and, and really gave me the motivation to start something of my own. So I started a hip hop crew and it was four of us and uh, we had a very cool, the company was, it was actually called Saran, when it was just myself, it was called Saran Dash Nutch. Oh. I wanted to keep a little bit of Asian and then as soon as I had four different people, I took the dash away and it called Snatch. So <laughs> <laughs> it made sense. I really, I, I really didn't have time to come creative names, but it really actually, it had a cool, cool tag. So. Yeah, we were a group of four, four um, uh, one girl and three guys who just had a really cool act, something that you would come on X Factor, something like a, like a signature kind of thing. We were kind of one of those funny hip hop acts and really sort of uh, showcasing a cultural side, but as well as hip hop. And we were touring, touring. We've toured a few countries. We did wow. uh, hip hop battles. We did, we did a lot of stuff in those five years that I was active. And then I was the youngest one, and event, and eventually everyone had to move on to different pastures. So. I wasn't able to continue uh, because I also ventured into, that's when I ventured into fashion and started into menswear styling. And that led me to create my menswear brand after I graduated. So it was a transitional phase. Yeah, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. But it sounds like during that kind of, uh, that time that you had with them, you achieved a lot. I mean, to take your group kind of across different countries and sort of tour, that's pretty impressive. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, just on your brand as well, um, how did it start? How did the Saren Coley brand start? Was it the idea of a lean startup and creating into something uh, mega? Kind of how, how did that come about? Uh, it started very naturally. Um, I, I didn't sort of uh, sit down and go, okay, this is what I want to do. I, when I graduated and when I was sort of, you know, my interest in fashion grew, I decided to travel for a year. Uh, this is a time when I was actually very much active in dance and I went to India to teach dance. I worked with an orphanage where I was teaching, doing charity work. And then I got signed by a local gym to come and teach wow. regular classes. During that time, I was just in a, in a, in a process of, I've graduated in fashion. I, I have a keen interest. And before heading into India, I was already making decisions on what the, my dance group costumes would be. I was working with musicians and artists who I was choreographing for, also styling them. And they're the ones who really pushed me and said, Saren, why wouldn't, you, why, why, why wouldn't you put all your energy in creating a unique brand of experience of yourself? And I said, okay, well, I need, I need, a, I need a bit of a, I need a dummy. So uh, at that time, uh, if you've heard of uh, Mumsy Stranger, 
Um, me and him grew up at that time, and he said, "Look, just use me as a as a as a dummy and just go ahead and be creative." So while I was in India, we were in touch, and I said, "You know what? I might give this a go." And I took internship in a factory where I wanted to really work, be hands-on. So right from sitting with the tea boys all the way to wow. sourcing fabrics, understanding. So because I was able to do my dancing and teach, I was also able to pursue my time and learning um, the, the the more crafted side of my men's work of passion. And coming back to London is when I really got involved styling artists, pursuing that, to finish a line for a performer who wanted to tour and wear his exclusive stuff. Yeah. That is when I really realized the, the, there is a gap in the market where I can fuse my heritage as well as that. That was like the initial conception of building the brand as to say the Soren Coley brand experience. Yeah, no, I love that. And I mean, if, if for you, for people who haven't uh, seen Sarah Coley's kind of designs, definitely check him out. Um, after this podcast, I'll put all his social media details, but it's very cool. Um, the designs are really kind of intricate. And also I can definitely see the sort of fusion of the heritage that you want to keep as well, which is amazing. I mean, what's been the most exciting project that you've worked on, would you say, with the Sarah Coley brand? Oh wow! Um, I'm lucky. To, I'm really lucky and humbled to say a few, but the one that really tops the list, and it's my childhood dream, was when styling and designing an outfit for Sachin Tendulkar. Nice. That was my. <laughs> that, that was that was it. I I can't top it because, like I said, I wanted to be a cricketer when I was really young, and he yeah. is the reason why. And when you meet the reason in your life, you, yeah. it explains your purpose that you're you're meant for greatness. I I felt like Spider Man. Wow. I felt like Peter Parker. I felt like Iron Man is sitting next to me and telling me you can change the world. I really just felt like a geek, to be honest, when I met him. Wow. And that, I, I think, has to be my, my, my most epic moment because I, I could have asked for more. And I, it was not something that I had to ask. It was something that just was provided in front of me. And I said, hell, Ben, whatever it takes, I will make this happen because I just wanted to be his presence and just speak to him for a few minutes. I you know and and the styling for him was just just an added advantage but that I would say was was the best moment for me and like when I suppose when you're kind of doing uh, a design or styling for someone like Sashington Dog do they have much input or is it just you, you they kind of their 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 people call you and say look we need an outfit for this particular event and they just trust completely what you're gonna kind of put out there how does that work well it depends on the on the individual um Sachin is a very humble, quiet uh, individual. He is how they describe him in the books. Um, he, he, he is a very different generation sports star. He's not the new generation like Virat, where they're aware of that the, they're themselves far more. Uh, Sachin is very humble. So he, he just, he just he, he, all he said is what I like. Um, he wasn't, he said, look, the kind of guy I am, I'm a very simple young, a simple man, and I like simplicity in everything. So. It's, it's, and that's what he really wanted. He just wanted to make sure he's comfortable first. Um, whereas someone else, say, for example, when I worked with Jay Sean, it was a clear case that he was very hands-on. He was like, look, I, wanna, I, I have this vision of me being like this, and I wanna, I'm inspired by this. How can you bring it to life? And what do you have? What do you think? And when I share my thoughts, he would get even more excited because I, think I never saw that perspective, and it's really fresh. So I think that's what it takes... Um, Working with another, say, artistic or someone who's sort of a groundbreaker, it's always a case of um, sitting down and, uh, and, and really creating a mutual, mutual. That. And the perfect example of that, when you say how to get that, is the one that I really enjoyed working with. I'm, um, I'm going to be from Inquisitive. Oh, an yeah. artist is an artist. 
when an artist and an artist work, it's really challenging because your creativity levels are very high yeah. in terms of what you can imagine things much more easily and you want to um, set the bar. So that was very interesting because uh, I was in a way very nervous because I admire his work and I was like, how can I put, how can I justify your work with that? was the question for me, but it, it worked out well so far. So yes, we're still working on things. Yeah, no, that's really good. And what's the work that you're doing with Inquisitive? Is that is he trying to kind of build a brand around himself a bit more and you're kind of doing the designs around it? Or how does that work? Uh, we're like, we're, uh, I don't know if this is a funny way of saying it, we're like Jay-Z and Kanye right now. Because we're just getting along. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, 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 the reason why I say that is because we see this, we, we, we say this to ourselves is because we're letting it be natural. We haven't really sat down and think we want to, it is two guys who love what they do and see what happens from there. And um, I was, the, 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 first, the first opportunity I was honored with was designing his engagement outfit. Wow. And he had, he had painted his fiance's look and eyes on, on uh, uh, and he gave it, he showed it to me, goes, this is, I want this to be part of my outfit. So I decided to take that and put on the collar of this rather than have a regular collar, did a high collar and his artwork is on the collar. Wow, amazing. Uh, and mellowed it down with the slave black outfit because he goes, I want my fiance's eyes on me because she'll be, his thing was, she'll be watching me over all the time. <laughs> and those little things, when he talks like that, I'm like, okay, I've got something for you. So it really is like that kind of relationship for us. So we, we really just, just think like two kids who want to create great things. So we're at that point where we're just con- con- at the moment just toying around and experimenting and seeing how how does it naturally take us so hopefully in a, in a, in, a, in months time there'll be something amazing popping out yeah looking forward to definitely seeing that i mean when you kind of uh sit down and do kind of designs and creations who do you envisage um is going to be wearing these sort of uh clothes and and pulling in on your designs who's your sort of target market um uh, my 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 target market, well, now that I've at the stage of sort of uh, made into more of a, a, a business and a brand, my target market is a young, um, I would say, uh, from the 21 to 35 is my ideal. For anyone younger, yes, but ideally that's what it's for. Uh, uh, an individual, a man who is very interested, interested in his identity, who likes to represent his culture, but also a sense of style that he's very comfortable of being who he is and, and not hiding it. Um, and that's a really what I try to explore with my brand is that you 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 don't have to um, uh, uh, be enforced to 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 you know looking good is very easy. Uh, style is something is a journey. It's yeah. not something you are you should be enforced with. It's something you explain through the years of your life because yeah. you when you look at your younger version of yourself and you look at an older version of yourself, you'll see a massive difference. And that's how I how I produce my my collections in terms of there's some sense of maturity, but also a lot of young youth in it. And that. That's because I want the younger one to, to, to dive in and be like, I want to get, I want to look, start looking better as I get older. And when the younger one's like, I want to still keep myself looking cooler. Yeah. So when I think of that as a, as a line, that's how I do it. And I'm having work with artists. It's just like, I thought, oh my God, I would love to work with that person. I would love to work with that. And when I end up, when that coming through, I was like, yes, this is all making sense. So, but it's, it's persistence and patience really when it comes to designing for a target market. My thing is, really that essence being yourself being fresh 
always showcasing our identity and not hiding it under anything. Yeah, completely. And I think um, in terms of building a brand and business um, and kind of starting it up as a sort of lean startup, one-man band, creating it into something bigger, it's, it's hard in any industry, especially kind of within the fashion industry. We had a guy, uh, a designer, who was on our podcast a few episodes ago, and his idea was very similar to yours in that he finished education he just kind of started pushing out designs and creations to families and friends and then it kind of started going on from there and all of a sudden after a year it's turned into a business so I love that I love that it's not you haven't sat down and said okay I want to create a business about this it's just naturally happened I think that's the beauty of what you're creating right now which is really cool yes it's it is because the reason why the first reason if you ever question yourself why you're doing this, it, it has to be passion above all. And if you still feel that it's the passion that's driving you, you will end up ticking all the other boxes because it comes above everything else. So I guess when having been in both, the, uh, both these um, demographic, uh, uh, sorry, uh, categories of dance and fashion and, or, or influence by music, it, it's, it's, these are just languages that you use to drive your passion and, and you still are. So I guess that, that is, any for anyone to start building it is that's what you need is the fire inside you and everything else will fall into place yeah of course and if there was sort of um i don't know if you've been asked this before but is there anyone in the world where you think oh my god i would love to do a design or creation for them who, who do you think that person would be the rock <laughs> i would love to meet the rock i was <laughs> I want to be Kevin Hart when I see him. I just want to have that banter with him. I think that's what's more important because I'm short and he's huge, but I'm shorter than Kevin Hart or probably the same height. But I would just love to just have a, have a, have a selfie moment where we create this funny moment. But he's someone I want to because I just admire him for what he's achieved as an individual. Yeah. For, from, from, from wrestling to acting and just able to become something so, so relevant with the younger generation. So even now he's so relevant. It's just amazing. Uh, and um, and that's what that's what's really inspires me. So how to be so relevant? And I think uh, he is like that person who stays young <laughs> always. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would just I would just love uh, you know. Yes, there there's loads of other other individuals you know that I would love to you know, especially in the Bollywood industry now that I see a lot of I'm around it, so I see and I'll be like very inspired by people who are sort of in my age the new generation actors would love to but I guess rock would be just be something oh it'd be like that was the best moment five minutes I spent with with designing for someone yes it would definitely be something different about (laughs) absolutely so um I suppose from your experience I mean girls in movement is all about uh kind of empowering uh sort of young children across the globe and saying if you have an idea kind of like yourself really you kind of left uh kind of finished education you're like you know I have a brand that I want to create and I'm going to go for it obviously in kind of other countries um, this isn't a kind of accessible for them I mean what do you think the importance of mentoring is for a potential entrepreneur um, whether that's in the UK or anywhere around the world and kind of speaking from your experience as well the idea of a mentor oh I um it's really humbling to firstly to be even considered as a mentor. It's like oh, hopefully my journey could have an impact. But um, I, 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 when I speak to anyone who's young, who's younger version of me getting into this industry or any industry, I think the three things very important are persistence, practice, and passion. 
Yeah. You you gotta have that passion. You gotta be persistent with your passion, and you gotta practice it. So if you are even the smallest idea, uh, I, 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 and and it's all about uh, timing, patience, because you need some. So, so some entrepreneurs have this, this 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 sort of I would say a blinded vision that this needs to happen within a year time. This has to happen within three months time. I've I've heard stories that happen. But what what they fail to realize is that they only see the tip of the iceberg. They haven't seen the under the water surface where where the conception, the idea, the thought, the passion was all building up for a longer time before that execution came in. So my advice to anyone, be it any from any part of the world, by with any background and any status, is is that be persistent and find that practice because whatever idea you want to create, learn learn everything about it because. Um, that you need the knowledge, and that knowledge doesn't have to be someone that you have to go to, say, a university or a school. It's the ideal knowledge. For and we're now in a generation of the internet. Knowledge is available. It's just how you consume knowledge and how do you make that work for you is very important. And I think um, either be a lending hand for me to someone to say, look, I could help you, give you that knowledge. Um, ultimately, take your time and really build the foundation strong because um, there's going to be a lot of hurdles. Being an entrepreneur, especially in this day and age, you can be A, distracted very easily, and B, you could blow your steam very quickly because we live in a very fast world. Um, so you really have to uh, spread your vision and keep at it till till the point where you feel you have uh, done justice for yourself. And I have, you have justice for other people, but you will be doing justice for yourself that you're still today in this because you're passionate and that shouldn't die out. Yeah, love love that. And I think the three points you make there, persistence, practice and passion is so important. And I think adapting as well, if you want to be an entrepreneur in this day and age, you have to constantly adapt because ideas change, your idea will change, um, your vision. I think your vision will always stay the same of what that end goal is, but the way you kind of get to yeah. that will obviously have to be adapted. I mean, did you have any mentors or do you have any mentors now in your life that you think, yeah, they're, they're the reason why what I'm doing now, they're the sort of influence, would you say? Oh, absolutely. I, I think the most important mentor that I'm so lucky to have is my, my, my mom herself, okay. someone who I can relate to that starting starting a business or being in the same industry and um, her having to pioneer her own life in, in, in especially in Asian fashion she, she's in the but the principles stay the same for anything so um, having her around was, was always uh, um, not not take it for granted at all because I would always ask her this is what I'm facing um, when did you face the same thing as I did and she would clearly say yes um, uh, the, 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 the problem the, the, the situation is very similar it's just the outcomes may be different yeah. um, and uh, she was always a helping hand uh, always giving guidance, so I felt very, in a sense, um, um, lucky. Uh, having said that, there's loads of other mentors in different parts in terms of my dance. Um, I've always had a, had a mentor, especially I had uh, made a very good relationship when I went to New York to study dance. Uh, my mentor was fantastic, um, uh, Bonnie Erickson, who's the head of the head of the, the 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 school. She was an amazing guiding light because she understood. My, my background and I started training in dance much later in life. 26 was when I started to go formally training. I never done ballet before that. And I and then she she met me in a corridor and then she saw me. She goes, I've been watching you doing well. And I said, I, I don't see, see the change. And she was honestly telling me, why is that? I said, I just feel like I'm, I'm doing this much later. But she just said to me, you're doing it now. And now is what matters. So 
now is what you do now will all forever change your outcome moving on. And I think you need to make sure that now is the most important thing. And when she told me that, I really dug into it. It's like, this is the only time I have here and I got to make sure that I make the most of it and really change the whole scenario of what I'm able to do in dance purely because of that really small word. Um, so yeah, I'm really lucky to have these people because um, it really um, secures your vision, if anything, and, uh, and allows you to take risks much more comfortably. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, especially the idea of um, it, giving you that confidence, the, the kind of idea the decision you're about to make, having a mentor kind of agree with the decision or, or give you a bit of advice, it definitely makes yeah. you feel more confident and secure with what you're doing. Um, so, yeah, no, really good. Yeah. I mean, what's exciting that is coming up in 2018 then for your brand? Um, well, we're in January at the moment, so I'm looking forward to now making 2018 better than the previous year. But I think right now my focus is... Uh, Working on my online store, I'm right. looking to launch an online store where I'm releasing a prettier, um, easy-to-wear menswear, uh, uh, you know, introducing my brand on a sort of a global level. So I'm, I'm working on a line which is more of a uh, more, more street-style oriented. So I'm launching a website for that. I'm working on that. And at the same time, my bespoke, more, more hands-on, um, I, I, I'm introducing a new line for, for that as well. So those are two things as far as the menswear side that I'm really uh, working on my dance that i'm actually writing up a production uh this time last year i produced one theater show a 25 minute theater show i'm looking to expand that into a one hour experience wow, nice. um and uh, at the moment just applying for funding and getting that writing block out of the way and getting that done so yeah. these are two things and everything else i'm hoping will be sort of a uh, surprise uh, for me but uh, i'm looking forward to just entering the online space yeah i've been wanting to for a long time yeah it's, so i'm uh, excited about yeah, the e-commerce world is kind of uh, growing at such a speed and you've got kind of Coobs in India, which is building people, companies like Boohoo, Pretty Little Thing, which are kind of dominating kind of yeah. as well. So, yeah, I definitely think what, what you're creating, there's definitely room for it and it, it's exciting. I mean, it's always uh, going online and taking your brand online is, is a bit of a challenge because you're like, okay, what do I put out there? How do I even just creating a website and trying to understand your user's journey and stuff like that? It's time consuming, but when you get that first order online, it's probably the most satisfying thing. So, uh, yeah, very exciting stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm nervous, but I guess um, I'm getting the hang of social media and being out there full on. So, uh, so yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited about explaining my story online. Yeah, no, definitely. And I'm, I'm your kind of designs and even just your instagram it's so kind of eye-capturing and it's it's what people want to see yeah. at the moment so yeah no definitely follow saren um on instagram and social media so our final sort of question is one that i ask all my guests because i think it's always important um if you could give your younger self any advice what would it be oh wow I'm actually, I'm trying to imagine the younger version of me right now. A few less grey hairs. <laughs> uh, um, what advice would I give my younger self? Um, I, would, I would say, uh, um, I'd be more disciplined, definitely. Um, I only say this because um, the, the world, if I'm talking from a point of view of now, the world is very different. The world is very accessible. I think we have a lot of options in this world right now and too many options, if, if anything. And we can be distracted by, by that very options of 
A, we want to do this, and then there comes B, and then B becomes C. And I think I would say my young self is be disciplined and believe, just have a stronger belief in what you're doing, and uh, and, and that will help you um, reach the goals quicker and faster uh, with, with a bit of patience and discipline. I think there's nothing more required. Because everything else was just, all of the tools fell into, fall into place once you are, when you have that foundation. Great advice. I always love uh, kind of hearing what individuals say about their younger self, um, because also when you're in an industry and you see it change um, and you had no idea that when you were younger that this is the industry you'd be in, you really wish that there were some things that you'd say to yourself uh, when you're younger and say stuff like discipline, be patient, because it's so important. But at that moment in time, you think, OK, I need to go grab that now because it's going to go away. But actually, it might be there in a few months. Um, so, yeah, no, couldn't agree with you more on that point. So, yeah. So, I mean, thank you so thank much, you. Sarah, for uh, talking on our podcast. It's been really enlightening really exciting to know where your brand's going and it's come from such a humble background to where you want to take it i think it's exciting kind of what's going to happen in the next year two years um so yeah thank, thank you, you sarah for joining us thank you so much it's been a great pleasure and i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm happy to share my experience but i hope uh, uh to inspire a young individual so thank you for providing that change yeah, no worries. And uh, remember, everyone, uh, all our Girls in Movement podcasts are live on iTunes now, so you can download, share, and also they'll always be posted on YouTube with all of Saren's details, uh, kind of website, social media, and everything else uh, that this world has to offer when it comes to sharing. Um, so, yeah, thank you again, Saren, and stay tuned for episode 15. Thank you. Thank you.